Welcome back to our latest episode of Chat and Chill with Super Hill. Um, I know you guys have missed me, but I'm back, and I'm back with a vengeance. Today, as our special guest, we have none other than, and don't think I'm repeating myself, Mr. Terrell Huff. Yes, there is another Terrell. Just, I don't even know if the world's ready for two of us, but you're going to have us today. Mr. Huff? Yes, sir. How you Welcome. doing? First and foremost, thank you guys for having me. Just really want to say, you know, we appreciate, you know, uh, the spotlight and look forward to sharing our knowledge with everyone else. Okay. Well, I'm glad to have you here today. So, look, I just got to say it out front because, you know, you guys know how proud I am of Windsor Public Schools. And this is one of the, the driving reasons behind doing a podcast um, to not only highlight, you know, many of the good things that are going on here in the district, but also when we can highlight good things that our alum are doing. So, uh, Mr. Huff is an alum. What class did you graduate? 2013. 2013. Ten years this year. Wow. He, he think he getting old. He about <laughs> to go to his 10-year reunion. So, he is a class of 2013 uh, Windsor High alum, and, uh, and, and so is the uh, other partner. We're going to talk more about that. But let's, let's start off here. So, this is Black History Month. So, I think it's apropos that we're talking to um, a young black business owner. Um, I think it's going to be important next month, too, by the way, those people listening. But this is Black History Month. There's nothing more important than building your community and growing your business and sustaining it. So tell me about what it means to operate a black-owned business close to your hometown. Um, you I was, can expand on being connected. Absolutely. So I would say, you know, um, overall, I take pride in being from Windsor. Mm -hmm. Just overall, the town is built on culture and stands on pride and overall having that community is something that Windsor, you know, really embodies. So, you know, being able to graduate from this town is something that, you know, really changed my life. I started off um, at an adolescent age in Hartford, Connecticut. Then from there, um, spent my elementary years in Manchester. And I have older siblings. I'm the middle sibling. And it was just a time in my life where I just wanted change. I didn't know what it was, but me being, um, you know, a man of God, I believe God just grabbed me in fifth grade and said, look, it's time for change. From there, I went to go live with my dad, and I went to Windsor Sports. Um, going to Windsor Sports is really what I try to embody and what we'll touch upon later on in this uh, podcast with just leveraging that. You know, me coming from um, a home of poverty, me coming from the middle child, I didn't really know which direction to go, but Windsor saved me. And when I say that, they granted me opportunities they allowed me to diversify myself. They allowed me to walk in rooms that perhaps the doors wouldn't have been open before. And uh, being able to come back 10 years later and showcase these kids that I'm more than an athlete just goes to show what type of business we're running. When I say that is, you know, a lot of times won't see the entrepreneur in us. They'll see the fitness trainer. And that's just what you see today. But as we build that forefront and that foundation, you'll see us then touch upon different streams of revenue and overall try to build that pillar of success for other people to come after us. So expound on the entrepreneurial part, right? So you are, what's your exact title with diligence training? So I am the chief operating officer. Chief operating officer for diligence training. So, and um, Devante Dillon, I want to make sure we always shout out um, the, the people who are important and belong. Um, and he's the, what's his title directly? He's the chief um He's the CEO. CEO, CEO. Yep. So we got the CEO is not here, but I want to make sure we shout out Devontae Dillon, who's also another Windsor alum. Again, 
Uh, as I always say, Windsor just produces some amazing young men and women. But give me the story behind the, the genesis, the start of diligence training. Absolutely. So I would say, um, you know, the pandemic just went different ways for everyone. For us, the pandemic, what we always try to say, saved our life. We live in a right now world where everyone's just moving at high frequencies, high speed, and we want instant satisfaction. During the pandemic, we were able to slow down. We were able to really see what it is that we wanted. And ultimately, we took a chance on ourselves. When I say that, we are both working for different companies and overall doing fitness on the side as a passion. We took it upon ourselves to say, if we're going to do this, let's do this all in. From there, um, in 2019, we started really just training people at the track. From the track, we were fortunate enough to, you know, land a garage in uh, East Hartford, Connecticut. Um, and it's ironically that garage was located on Church Street in 2020, the end of 2020. So really the beginning of 2021, we were, you know, looking for different places to go because we were growing quickly. And nobody would give us a chance. No one said our credit was good enough. No one um, said we had lines or experience underneath our belt. And by the grace of God, we landed on 275 Park Ave, where this was an abandoned church. From there, we renovated it, but we didn't know what we didn't know. When I say that, we didn't know that you needed to get a blueprint. We didn't know that you need architects. We didn't know that you needed um, a line of credit. We did everything on our own. So I'm walking in there like, you know, I'm the visionary when it comes to the business. So I'm walking in like, hey, we need a turf right here. Hey, we need TVs right there. And we're just making this up. And from there, I would say, um, overall, we pride ourselves on an experience. And when I say that, it's just value. And when I mean value, I mean you have to provide more in value than what you take in compensation. So everyone that walks through that door, they get hit with an experience, whether it's energy at 530 in the morning or it's 8 p.m. at 6:30 night. 6.30 in the morning? 6.30 with you, especially. Mm -hmm. So it's just, you know, we really take pride in that because there were times where, you know, we prayed for this. So mm -hmm. what do we look like being tired now that we have it? So I'm, Because I'm an entrepreneur as well, so I really understand that journey. You're talking about walking into an abandoned space, right? And it's not my story today. It's all about you guys. But I opened a coffee house, um, a cousin and I, back in 2001 when people didn't even know what it was. And we had Wi-Fi. They were like, what's this? And an abandoned space. So I, I get it. So going through or having gone through what you guys have gone through, what do you wish you knew that you know now? And how would it have made anything different in starting diligence? I would say that, you know, you have to give yourself grace through the process and just understand work hard, play hard, because there's just been a time where we didn't have boundaries. And when I say that, you know, we were – having our personal cell phones out instead of a business cell phone. We were overall feeling like we had to overserve to the point where we would put ourselves last. And overall, when you just don't have boundaries. What does that mean? Explain. What is putting yourself last and boundaries? I need you to yes. go in, let them know. Absolutely. So I would just say there was a lot of times where, you know, it's easy for yourself to feel burnt out and you self-sabotage yourself because you feel like, you know, you're not worthy. You feel like, oh, I need to keep working. Or at some point you can't serve the people that you're trying to if you don't overall serve yourself. So it's, you know, putting your phone down at certain times. It's overall teaching people how to treat you because if not, people will go as far as you let them. So I just say to the next entrepreneur coming up, do it, but do it with boundaries because you can make it, but at what cost? And I'm not saying this is necessary, but I do want to highlight because this is a podcast by a superintendent 
um, with a PhD. And I am a big supporter of education. I believe in people doing other things as well, but first and foremost, it's about education. So you and Devante, you might have gone into the business sort of like wide-eyed and you know uh, ignorant, so to speak, business-wise, but talk about both of your educational background because these are some educated brothers. They didn't just walk out of Windsor High and say, we're going to open a gym. Absolutely. So we both have MBAs, um, and with that, we uh, always knew that we wanted to do something with ourselves and for ourselves. So what we did is focus on different parts of business so that way we could all work together as one because we knew that we'd be good on our own, but we knew that together we'd be unstoppable. And that's really what we try to pour on onto our community, pour onto our youth, and just overall try to get people to understand is that there's more than enough food on the table for everybody to eat. And I, and I love this about uh, Terrell and Devante, right? So again, Windsor alums, just proud of them beyond anything I could say. But the fact that I watch them operate together, they get on my nerve at 6.30 in the morning. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie, they get on my nerve. He loves it. I am not that morning dude. Last time your boy was working out like that early in the morning, I was in the army. You gonna, I hated it then and I hate it now. You gonna tell him you hit the worm? But I, <laughs> but I, but I see the results, right? And I'm not saying I'm proud, like I'm gonna share something here. I'm not just proud because, you know, um, the results they're helping me find with myself and health, but I'm proud because I can see two young men who I saw, you know, go through public school system, go off to college, come back and start something that, as Terrell said, they envisioned. And a lot of people say they don't really have a vision or it's a dream, right? God gives you something, it, God is not your thing. I'm not proselytizing to you here on this podcast. Whatever, whatever vision or dream that you have, but they followed up on it. Even as they said they opened their business, right? Because I know they made mistakes. When you don't know, you make mistakes. You're like, I want this. You know what you want, but you don't necessarily always know how to do it. Mm. And But they persisted. And the other thing I know is they don't just bother me at 6.30 in the morning about, you know, stretching or one more step up, which I hate them step ups, <laughs> <laughs> or jump rope. I hate jumping rope. Um, but they will always, you know, ask me, can they ask me questions? And it's, you know, and, and I, I love that, right? Like what the experiences I have at 54 are very different than young men in their mid-20s. So, you know, as black men and black folks, we should take it upon ourselves to share what we've learned and what we've gained in life with each other. And I've found, even in my own professional journey, sometimes folks that look like you don't really want to share with you. Mm. And so I have a lot of mentors that don't look like us. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and, and I'm okay with that. And they've helped me throughout my career for 30 years in education. So I appreciate the fact that these two think enough of me as just one person, because I know they talk to many to, you know, help them continue to move forward. And, and I promote that in them. I like that because they're demonstrating that they're never uh, stopping their learning process because some mm -hmm. people believe they got a degree or a certification and they're like, I've arrived. And I don't pick up that that vibe from these two young men that they've arrived. And I love that about you guys. Thank you. Thank you. So mental health is at the forefront uh, more than ever right now. What role does physical fitness play in securing a healthy mental state? What's the connection? I think it plays everything. You know, the biggest thing that we pride ourselves on at Diligence Training is it's so much more than physical. Everything that we do is a holistic approach. So, again, with it being an experience from the moment you walk in the door, you're greeted with energy. Second thing, you pick up an affirmation. Too much energy. After you pick up that affirmation, you grab a marker and write on the wall of gratitude. 
From there, everyone, you know, has the different music that they want to listen to. The trainers are getting on your nerves or overall just pushing you to the best of your capabilities. And then from there, that mental game ties right into physical. We tie into really just education through movements. That way you have a mind-body connection, but more so, you're not just listening to me. You're also challenging me to make sure that this is the best for you because everyone should be doing something that's tailored towards them. And lastly, overall, allowing them to get the central nervous system down before they leave and drive home nutrition. That nutrition is going to be what makes it full circle and allowing you to get overall the results you're looking for. So uh, expounding on that, I know, you know, you talked about the affirmations, uh, writing on the board, but you guys also, because uh, I've done at least one, what, Motivational Mondays? Say more about that. So really everything that we do is just, you know, centered around making a community overall more than a gym and as we touch upon later more than an athlete everything has to be severed uh centered around leveraging so with that motivational mondays is just overall allowing people to share their story and overall walk in their purpose so that way you never know the impact that you can have and as you stated earlier if you could have an impact on one person that's more than fulfilling and so having uh, been fortunate to do one of the motivational monday uh, spotlights so I I was I was caught off guard when uh, Devonte asked me would I do it because as Terrell just said they're more than a gym I've I've been a member of gyms throughout my lifetime uh, I can say I'm a recovering person that hates gyms so <laughs> I don't I don't like gyms and I understand people go to them they do whatever I know lots of friends and relatives will go and they'll sweat for hours in the gym it's never been my thing I was my top physical condition in the army I didn't go in the gym I don't like gyms but Last week made a year of being not a member, but I would dare say part of the Diligence family last week for me. And I, I was so excited. I told my wife, I said, I've been part of this gym for a year. I've never been part of a gym for a year. My money's been part of gyms for many years in a lot of places. But, you know, I've never been a part of it. And they make you feel, even though they get on my nerves at 630 in the morning, I'm going to keep saying that. They make you feel truly like they were waiting for you to walk in and it's your time to work out. And when he talked about the mental health piece, he was dead on because that's what I feel every time I leave that gym at 7.30 or so, I'm like, I feel ready to win today. That's mm -hmm. what he and Devontae are gonna say, are you ready to win today? Um, I've I felt motivated, I felt affirmed and I bring it right into the office. You know, mm, it's powerful. My breathing's different. My whole spirit is different coming out of there. So it's a. I just have to keep promoting that. It's a very different experience going to diligence than anywhere else I've been. Um, and I'm not trying to put down anyone else's space, but this is the space that I'm in right now, and um, I just really appreciate that. So in your opinion, what's the biggest obstacle that gets in the way for people to successfully reach optimum health and wellness? So I just said I don't like gym, mm -hmm. right? Um, but besides my own problems, don't want to get up and go to the gym. What do you think are some of the more, you know, substantive obstacles for people? Absolutely. So I would say, again, with us taking a holistic approach, it's not the gym itself. It's, it's boundaries. I think a lot of people have, um, you know, a lack of understanding when it comes to boundaries and what that is, whether that's friends, family, healthy, sustainable habits, healthy, sustainable weight loss journeys, just um, you know, mental health. There, there's so many different uh, ways that we could go about it when it talks about boundaries. And overall, boundaries allow you to create something that's sustainable. It allows you to 
give yourself grace and it allows you to go through the process rather than everyone's so focused on the destination. And I'd also like to add in the workout, which it does help mentally. Um, because when I, you know, Terrell asked me to come, you know, for some time before I actually came and all I could envision was the atypical stereotype of a trainer. Mm-hmm. Right. And the last time some dude was yelling at me to work out, <laughs> It was like in the 1980s, and y'all out there laughing, I know it, but I was in the United States Army, and drill sergeants yelling, some man in your left ear, right ear, and I had some women too, yelling in your right ear. Don't be yelling at me to work out. I'm going to do what I got to do, but don't be yelling at me. So that's what I I envision, you know, a personal trainer, like, come on, come on, come on. They don't do that to people. Terrell going to get on your nerve. I'm going to keep saying it. He's going to get on your nerve, right? You're going to love me, though. And Devontae, he's going to try to act quiet and nicer, but he's going to get on your nerve, too, because you ain't never going to bend low enough. You ain't going to never lift long enough. You ain't going to count slow enough, right? Absolutely. Sometimes I forget how to count. Your four seconds is too fast, right? <laughs> you're like, I got to get this weight back on the floor. But but they're, you're you're having fun with them, and you know they care. And, and I also have to admit, I watch them work out other people, too. And there is no fussing and yelling, and we all tell them off. Like, you know, I work out typically with the same group of folks, and we talk about them equally. But, you know, as much as we talk about them, we're all back on our schedule. Like, nobody <laughs> misses, right? Like, we hate them, but we all show up again. And and they know it, and they don't even care. Like, I look at them like, I'm fussing at them. Like, get out of my face. Like, I say all kind of stuff to Terrell, and he just go, Okay. <laughs> he'll walk across the gym and then come back and get on my nerves some more. He, Absolutely. He, he ain't crying. He don't care. But I believe they do it because this is a style that I believe they've developed to help people reach that optimal health, right? Mm-hmm. It's more than just the physical. You can change your muscles, right? Mm-hmm. You can sit at home and lift your trash can and you know walk around your house. But the whole idea, I think they are helping, as he said, build the community. I've met so many people in the gym, right, that I didn't know before, and I feel a connection, right? Having been sick, I feel like I miss my family. Mm-hmm. Like, I haven't seen them. I'm looking forward to them Monday morning, not you. I'm looking forward <laughs> to them on Monday morning to see the people I haven't seen. We know when people go on vacation, mm-hmm. right, when they're gone. Absolutely. It's, it's truly a family. Like, those are the people that I work out with, and I love that. That is, I, I think that's what's held me. It's so different than anything else I've had, right? You, you've seen the dude over there, bench pressing 400, 500 pounds. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I ain't never going to do that. <laughs> and I ain't going to spot him either, right? So, and I don't want to buy clothes like that either. So I'm going to go over here. Um, so beyond your the gym that you have in East Hartford, Connecticut, you guys are also contracted with Windsor Public Schools as our strength and conditioning um, company, mm-hmm. so to speak. So talk about what you do here uh, for Windsor high school in the strength and conditioning piece. Absolutely. So us being able to come back here with uh, 2023 being our 10-year you know, anniversary, it's just a full circle moment. Um, My biggest thing, and Devontae as well, that we pride ourselves on is overall being the person that you needed when you were growing up. So for it to make 10 years for us to, um, you know, come from this community, for us to be able to look like these kids, for us to be able to relate to these kids – for us to be able to show these kids you're so much more than an athlete, it's a full circle moment that's, you know, very surreal for us. It's something that we don't take for granted and understand the opportunity that we have, but understand the power that we have. I think a lot of times, you know, whether it's a coach, an administrator, whatever it is that 
people have to understand the influence that you have. And our biggest thing is coming in here, you know, being able to put your ego aside and relate to these kids. When you can get um, buy-in from these kids, they're willing to go that extra mile. And that's what we do in our business with our staff. So, again, it's having everyone, as you know, you said you were in the Army, have everyone work like soldiers so no one can see the general. So when I'm in here with these kids, I'm, I'm listening to their music. When I'm in here with these kids, I'm, I'm doing their TikToks or whatever that is that they want. I could care less for it, but I'm going to put my ego aside, put whatever it is I want aside and do what these kids want so they can meet me halfway. So when they're tired, when it's the fourth quarter, when it's, you know, they don't have that, that extra um, you know, energy left in the tank, they're going to leave it all on the line for me because they don't feel like they're doing it for me. They feel like they're doing it with me. And what I love is that, you know, typically when you think about um, strength and conditioning coaches, like my mind and, and my own personal experiences typically go to like football, right? However, you guys work with all of our teams, right? So they're, um, I've, I've seen videos and I'm like, oh, they're working out the golf team. Yeah, <laughs> like absolutely. The golf team, right? And they're working them out. They're not just out there on a driving range. They're working out the golf team. You're working out the cheerleaders, um, the baseball players, right? Mm -hmm. Lacrosse players, uh, soccer players. Like, they're working out everyone. And it, it's a full suite of um, service that they're giving our students. And I, I got to imagine, as you've said already, that that's a – that must be internally uh, uplifting, knowing that, hey, this was my high school, mm -hmm. and I'm back here, you know, professionally giving my gifts back to my own high school, mm -hmm. right? So that that was always a dream of mine, to go back to my high school and be the principal. I always wanted to be the principal of my high school. Uh, that, that ship has sailed. You know, I've been asked now to come do that, but, um, <laughs> yeah, Dr. Hill can't take the pay cut. Um, <laughs> so so you work working with these student athletes, right? So and getting the opportunity to earn money uh, these days, these student athletes with the, um, was it, name, image, and likeness, mm -hmm. right? So that's something I couldn't even dream of. I actually remember writing a paper in the early 90s in undergrad in business school about student sh athletes should be paid. Mm -hmm. And now the day has arrived, right? Um, how, how do you guys support students? I know you guys are college athletes. How do you support students around that whole sphere? Um, I think it really goes back to overall, you know, providing knowledge. People don't know what they don't know. So, again, it's getting people to see that, you know, we're entrepreneurs. We're not fitness trainers. We're doing our calling right now. So even what we're doing at Windsor Public Schools, you know, people see the strength and conditioning, but we've done professional development for the faculty uh, from kindergarten through 12th grade. And that's another full circle moment to be able to, you know, go from the student to the teacher with the same teacher's who are providing that knowledge to you. So when I say that, it's allowing these athletes to not feel like they're um, granted an opportunity when someone says, hey, I want to give you an NIL. It's understanding that leveraging, understanding that one hand washes the other and they both wash the face. So although you know they might give you money or they're giving you access to creating a logo or merchandise, that they're also growing off of you. And you need to understand that you you come with power and that when you provide that knowledge to someone, that's something that can never be taken away. And that's why we're so big on education, because when we have that, we now empower people. And when you're empowered, you're now unstoppable. The only person that you can stop is yourself. And so also I like to expound on that. Right. So um, because this generation now has, you know, the ability to do NIL agreements, um, as a business major, you know, as you said, you and Devante and myself as a business major, 
I still don't think a lot of these young people really understand business, mm-hmm. right? Absolutely. So, and the piece you just brought up was that people are making money off of you. So could you speak to, if you, if you feel comfortable with, like, do you guys try to help these young people understand the whole process of branding? Because, mm-hmm. I mean, they'll hear terms like NIL, exactly. and I think they jump to things. But all it is is branding, mm-hmm. right? I own me. And, I, you know, when I do quick lessons, I tend to work with a lot of adults. I tell them, I'm like, when I say, what's your brand? And I say, when you say my name, Dr. Terrell Hill, or you hear my name somewhere, what comes to mind? And, you know, people will tell me, right, because I'm an entrepreneur, I'm an educator, I'm a professor, um, public speaker. So they're like, and I like hearing it because when I hear something that doesn't fit the way I want my brand to be presented, then I know that's something I have to work on. How do you guys address branding with them? Because it's more than what they do on the field or on the court. It, It starts the minute they get out of the bed. Absolutely. School. Absolutely. I would just say um, the same way we treat our staff, the same way we treat the general pop is the same way we treat the athletes. And that is even to go to our gym, everyone has to have a consultation. That consultation is three phases. Start off with the intake health questionnaire from there to in-body. Oh, uh, no, no. Don't be trying to slide past the health questionnaire. <laughs> He's saying that like, you know, you're throwing down a little quick uh, survey and they're going to give you a little uh, Dunkin' Donuts <laughs> gift card. That survey was about as long as my dissertation. Um, go and tell them how many questions on that. Go nah, ahead. So I, I would say, again, that we want to diversify ourselves and really get to know you past just three hundred the, the external. <laughs> so from there, ultimately, it's, it's just making sure it's a good fit. I don't want, you know, anyone to just walk through that door. That, you know, we want to make sure, as you said, with you feeling like you have a community, you have a family when you're in there, you have your group. I want to make sure... Everyone feels that when they walk through those doors. So it can't just be a good fit for you. It has to be a good fit for us. Um, And then to touch upon it as far as athletes, it's educating them. It's empowering them. It's letting them know, hey, you're part of this community. Now look at this network that you have. So our first brand ambassador was our childhood friend, Rayshawn McGee, a graduate of Harvard University. Um, And from there, it's now opening a plethora of network for these kids to get internships on Wall Street, to understand accounting, to understand management, to understand, hey, create a logo, to understand it cost us $12 to um, overall, I can't think of the term when you uh, purchase a... uh, With an image, a design? Nah, um, like yesterday I just purchased Movement Matters. Um, Oh, um, domain name. A domain name and the... uh, not a logo, but you get the gist. So, yeah, it's just overall empowering people because if not, it's like say you have a funny catchphrase that everyone uses or mm-hmm. just like we we seen Weathersfield use the dub. We've used the dub before. Why didn't we pay and own that? So right. it's just empowering our yeah, kids and it. understanding mm-hmm. that, you know, you can leverage everything. It's not just a company. And overall, use your platform to have that impact. So whether it's us. And I want to say, I'm sorry, I'm going to jump in because – you know, just came to mind Jay-Z, right? So y- you are a business. Correct. You're not just a businessman. You're a business. That's, Absolutely. That's, you know, as a brand. So everything about you, don't, like, I want these young people to really think about that, right? Like, as, as I work out, because I have goals to, you know, at this level, get a scholarship off to college, mm-hmm. you know, uh, everybody wants to be D1. Um, I always tell them, get D money. <laughs> so wherever they paying the bill, you good to go. But you want to own all of you, 
Absolutely. You want to own all of you. And that's what we're going right? to touch it's like, upon. like, this is my face. This is, you know, these are my words. I, I'll even go so far as, like, my movements. Literally. Right? Like, don't try to be me. You know, you be you. And mm -hmm. as you said, like, even when you talk about the dub, if we came up with something catchy and people really understood their brand, they would start copywriting exactly. and trademarking so that's what the things we, that they we, have. We copyright and trademark yesterday, and that's something that we're trying to, um, you know, push upon these kids is like, I'm not going to create the logo for you. It's like, I want you to spend time on it. I want you to create something that you want. From there, I help you get it copyrighted. Right. I help you get your domain name. Right. I help you get, um, you know, we sign them and allow them to get 100% copyright to their pictures. We uh, empower the kids to go to community service. We make our brand ambassadors go back and speak to a younger generation. So it's like, you know, as you see Chiz working out to get ready to go to the NFL, we have him speaking to high school kids. If we have high school kids, we're speaking with um, the middle school team. Like last week, we spoke to Carmen A. Race basketball team. Mm -hmm. It's like always empowering the next generation because they're the future. And I want to throw in that, like I know it's a, I'm going to pivot a bit. So besides Windsor Public Schools, name some of the, if you can, if you can, mm -hmm. some of the other organizations um, and entities that you guys work with. Absolutely. Because they're out there. Yeah, so we work with Wheeler Health Clinic, um, Ellington School District, Bristol School District, Suffolk School District, Glastonbury School District, Summer School District, um, Windsor School District, East Hartford School District, um, and again, a lot of people see us as a gym, but if you look us up, um, change our classification to a health and wellness center because there's so much more that we do than the physical, and we focus on the seven pillars of wellness. So I appreciate that, again, to really showcase us as entrepreneurs. What else did I've, I've thought about in terms of, you know, when I work out, I've, I've noticed that you have a number of athletes that are going off, like, particularly right now, I've seen a number of uh like NFL and USFL athletes. So they have some really serious athletes in there working out. Um, this ain't the kind of gym you want to go to. And, you know, you think you're going to just have a bunch of people sitting there telling jokes to each other. Uh -uh. Everyone in there is serious about their work. We have fun, but everyone's serious about their workout. But they have some athletes that are on another level. Um, and, and I love engaging with these these athletes, too, because they're sharing their dreams and stories, and I've had the opportunity to share some advice and, and talk with them. But I love their attitudes because much of what Terrell has shared uh, during this podcast, they they exemplify that. They'll share what they've done. And they're pretty accomplished uh, young people. Absolutely. You know, so I think you, whatever you can in, share around that. So I, I looked up a few of their names, but – I would say that ties into the seven pillars of wellness as we talk about a community. So it's mental. Um, that's with the <clears> affirmation. <throat> as soon as you come in, making sure anybody who is a part of our NIL has a certain GPA requirement. Uh, physical is obviously what you're doing in the gym. I would say, again, what diversifies us is functional training, making sure everything correlates to a direct movement that you'll do in a real-life situation. Um, social, focusing on networking. So, again, with this month being Black History Month, emphasizing black history, educating people on the history of that. Next month is Women's History Month, you know, making sure that we're empowering the woman, allowing them to have their stage and overall putting them on that platform um, from their financial. So, again, as far as these athletes, we have financial advisors that we work with. We have an overall team that will allow these people to set up simple things like credit cards, um, having a limit on it so we could overall – teach them to build their credit because America doesn't care about what you have in the debit. They want you to have credit so that way they can feel like they trust you. 
um, spiritual, whatever that means for that person. We don't want to push that upon anybody. Environmental and vocational and just overall driving that home with these athletes. Um, as you said, we are fortunate enough to have a few professional athletes. We have two in the CFL right now, one in the XFL, and a few getting ready for the NFL, God willing. Mm-hmm. And um, just overall being that community and support for them and allowing them to set themselves up for success after football as we drive them home being more than an athlete. So I want to thank you for joining us today. And I, I think the name Diligence says it all. <laughs> These brothers, you know, are in-studio guests here today, Terrell Huff and um, Devontae Dillon, who's not here with us today. These two young men are definitely diligent about what they're doing. They are focused. Um, they are sincere. They are locked in. And they like to say, are you ready to win today? But I'm going to say to Terrell and Devontae, uh, I think you guys are ready to win it all. And I appreciate y'all. Thank you for joining me today. Absolutely. Thank you for allowing me to be a part of this community. Ben